Yo, what's going on, everybody? Hey, it is Wednesday afternoon, and we're just getting going. We got a lot of really great stories today. I can't wait to talk about um, Bruce Bochy comments on Bob Melvin's hiring up in San Francisco, his old job. We'll get to that story. Aaron Rodgers is trying to believe, make everybody believe he's coming back this year. We'll get to that story. Um, and just so much more that we're going to we're going to jump into today. We are in the Seven Mile Casino studio, sevenmilecasino.com. You know by now the amazing event we had down at Seven Mile Casino this past Sunday, all put together by the great friends. Miss Molly took control and she invited all the great friends in the YouTube chat and she invited some of the LA folks to come down. And before you knew it, we had 40, 50 people hanging out all day Sunday to the point where we weren't even really watching football games. We were all just hanging out at Sammy's Restaurant and Bar, had our phones on the table. We were watching Red Zone. It was an awesome time. Seven Mile Casino, sevenmilecasino.com. This weekend, if you're thinking about where's the best brunch in South County, it's at Seven Mile Casino. Plus, you're playing cards and having a nice time. Beautiful environment, smoke-free. You're going to love it. Seven Mile Casino, sevenmilecasino.com. Hey, our friends at Mushroom Life yesterday sent us an email saying that we are having like a record-setting month. Now, granted, we've only been working together for like three months, but to see the progress is because you guys are willing to try new things and support the show and support our partners. You know, Browner every day kind of comes to us with his sustained energy product. And then he comes to us with his, uh, let's see here. It's the mental energy product. And a lot of you guys watch Browner take these products every day on the air. And you're like, I got to try that. And then you have a guy like Brett Weiss, who's, he's a little eccentric and I love the guy. And he gave me this, this uh, mushroom life face cream that I use every day. There are so many products that are made from mushrooms and they're a plant-based medication um, a more holistic way to handle things, whether it's anxiety or sleep or erectile dysfunction, check out their line of products, mushroomlife.com slash great friends. You save 50% when you make your first purchase. And uh, we appreciate everybody trying the Mushroom Life products. Hey, um, prize picks. This is exciting now because you see, when we started with prize picks, we were in like just football mode. Now though, we're in basketball plus football mode on prize picks. The other day, I made a play on prize picks. I had Paul George of the Clippers and Justin Herbert of the Chargers. And I had those two guys to combine for more than four and a half three-point shots and touchdown passes. So I figured Paul George is going to have five threes by himself and I'm going to win. And Justin Herbert's going to have a couple touchdowns, no problem. Turns out Paul George went one for six from three-point range and Justin Herbert didn't throw a touchdown pass. That was kind of like my first time licking my wounds on prize picks. So everybody loves this game. There are over 7 million people now playing and you should join. And I know a lot of you already have. Go to prizepicks.com slash great friends, prizepicks.com slash great friends. They will match 100% with your first deposit. You put in hundred, they put in hundred, 50, 50, 20, 20, you get the point. So use that QR code for those of you that are watching. And for those of you that are listening on audio podcast, prizepicks.com slash great friends and get in the game with prize picks. Let's start the show. Hey, great friends. What's going on? It is Wednesday afternoon. This is Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man from the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. Had a great time at Seven Mile Casino this past Sunday, hanging out with all the great friends and the circle of trust people who came down from LA. What an awesome time. Browner came down. We had a nice time. 
it was really fun. And uh, if you're thinking about a place to go to watch football on the weekends or play cards or have a great meal, Seven Mile Casino and their website is sevenmilecasino.com. All right, let me jump right in today because there's a lot of stuff I really want to get to. But for all the talk that we've done about quarterbacking in the NFL and all these rookies who are like mid-round draft choices, I'm not talking about the upper echelon in Carolina or Houston or even in Indianapolis before that kid got hurt. I'm talking about the fourth and fifth round draft choices that are rookies that are playing quarterback this year. It's been a very strange year for the NFL. We, you know, a guy like Joshua Dobbs, we talked a lot about him earlier in the week. How does he go from a one and seven Arizona team to a Minnesota team where nobody knows his name and nobody knows his cadence and he finds a way to win a game for those guys? You know, how does a guy like Tyson Bajant go from being an undrafted free agent, the very first division two rookie to ever make a start at quarterback in the NFL? How do these things happen? Um, well, since we've been talking a ton of quarterbacking Browner, it looks like one of the top five quarterbacks of his era <laughs> my dog back baby look out look out he, he, mvp mvp you hear that did you hear that brother that's what? the winch train that's the that winch is. Train. Choo, it's, choo. it's rolling back what choo, choo. now let's Holy crap. i thought it i thought it was put away for good no 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 we just got to get my dog with the right offensive mind Getting with these weapons, bam! Right back where we left off. What you yeah. mean? Well, that was the best news I heard yesterday. So, for those of you that don't remember this, uh, R.I.P. John Clayton. We miss you, brother. Miss my dog, man. John Clayton used to come on the air and he would say, "Browner, you don't know anything about quarterbacking in the NFL." And the reason he would say that is because Browner, one of his really hot takes that was uh, debated feverishly was that Carson Wentz was a top five quarterback in the NFL. And this is Carson Wentz after, after Philly. I'm trying to think it, it might've been, was it in Indianapolis? Okay. Going to the Colts, yeah. yeah, right, right. And, and Carson Wentz <laughs> is a top five quarterback. Think about this. Carson Wentz signed yesterday with the LA Rams. The Rams are in a bye week. When they return, they hope and expect to have Matthew Stafford back. I don't know. I don't know if but. his thumb's going to recover. They had this kid, Brett Rippon, playing this past weekend. Check me on this. But they cut him. So, Already? so they, you got to check me on that. Like I said, just check me on that. Brett Rippon was their starting quarterback. He's been their yeah. backup all year. Right? <laughs> they waved so, him. So they actually, they actually cut Brett Rippon yesterday and said, look, we've got two weeks. If, if Matthew Stafford is not back, we have to upgrade over Brett Rippon. And they signed Carson Wentz off the streets. Think about it. No preseason, no training camp, no practice repetitions for the last 10 weeks. Zero. The, Carson Wentz, since he was let go by Washington, which I'd have to go back and look when he was let go, he hasn't played football like with a helmet and shoulder pads and teammates in over a year. And the Rams think, and they might be right, that Carson Wentz off the streets a year out of football mm -hmm. is better than the guy they've had every training camp practice, preseason games, a couple of reps in practice, film study, knows the, the players and the personnel, 
They think Brett Rippon is so bad, and they probably hope they never have to use him. But if you have Matthew Stafford as your quarterback, of course you need a quality backup. They thought that Brett Rippon could band-aid for a week. Couldn't. And they're going to Carson Wentz. I love that. I love I love that. Not the, the Wentz thing. Yeah, you do. No, you love I it. love – no, because what do we always talk about? The cowardice NFL organizations that refuse to move on from a quarterback when they know that they don't have the quarterback. So when you definitely know you don't have a guy and you're not financially attached to the guy and you gave him a full week of rep, he's been there pretty much all season long, and he goes out there and he looks Thanks. like he's never thrown a football in his life, mm-hmm. why am I going to mess around with you? Yeah. Why? What do I have to lose by bringing in an experience the same way they brought in Baker Mayfield what do I got to lose? Give me someone and look at what the Vikings did. They went out and they got a guy that you knew wouldn't embarrass you. And now yeah. I'm not telling you Carson Wentz won't embarrass you, but at least he'll look competent enough to where he looks like a quarterback. I have a question. Rippon did not look like a quarterback. I have a question. Why, why is it that four or five weeks ago, when Matthew Stafford is starting to get hit and the offensive line isn't holding up and they're losing running backs, why is it that four or five weeks ago they didn't sign him? I'm not saying they didn't work him out. I'm not saying that he wasn't on their radar because he probably was. Right. But why why not sign a guy like Carson Wentz earlier and say, look, you know, we we think he's probably a better backup quarterback right now than than this other kid, Brett Rippon. How could they not know that A, Stafford is highly likely to get hurt and miss time? And B, having watched this kid in preseason and practice and and knowing what his NFL history is, how could they not have thought, we need to upgrade this backup position just in case? I don't know. It just seems like... I think it could be two things. One is what, Alex, is what Alex said. The either arrogance, the cheapness, but I, would repl- I wouldn't apply cheapness to the Rams, of the NFL's mental thinking of the backup quarterback position. Mm-hmm. And we gave this guy an opportunity. He failed. So now we need to go with a known commodity. It might cost us another couple hundred thousand, but what's a couple hundred thousand here or there? Probably not. Correct. And if it doesn't, then I would say the only excuse would be we we took this guy. We wanted to see if he had something. We now know he doesn't. Let's go with somebody who we know won't embarrass us. But but you don't know if he will or he won't because he has. Look look at last year. Look, look, just go back to what, what Carson Wentz did last time he played. I mean, I know he, Brown, was, he was with the team all year long to answer your question. He was cut okay. in February of this year. Okay. So he, so he played, he started seven games mm-hmm. for the, for the commanders. Mm-hmm. His record was two and five. Mm-hmm. His completion percentage was 62%. Yeah. 1700 yards, 11 touchdowns, nine picks quarterback rating of 80.2 to your point. Those are, those are um, two and five. Doesn't, doesn't sound very good. That's but a team. Not, that's a team problem. That's right. So listen, I, I would say this. I'd probably give Carson Wentz a better chance of doing what Joshua Dobbs did this past weekend for Minnesota than I would ever give Brett Rippon. Correct. So, and, and, and that's the argument. Mm-hmm. So two things here. Done it uh, earlier. Two yeah. things here. Number one, the Rams did plan for the eventuality of having to move on from Matt Stafford. They spent a fourth-round pick on Stetson Bennett. It wasn't yeah. like they didn't spend some equity on getting a quarterback. Now, you can Stetson could, ain't good, bro. You, well, okay, but, but the thing is, is he, he but he's still, I don't know what picks. happened to the guy. I mean, the, right. the guy, the, you know, he, listen, there have been plenty of fourth round picks and fifth round picks. There's, there's Aiden O'Connell with the Raiders. There's, um, what was the kid's name that started the game for, for Minnesota? Josh Dobbs. No, 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 not, he didn't the start first, though. The first oh, one. Jaron Hall. 
Jaron Hall was a fifth round pick out of BYU. BYU. Look at Sam Howell in Washington, fifth round pick. I'm going to give you another one. The guy who started for Arizona this past weekend when Dobbs left was a fifth round pick out of Houston. Mm -hmm. We've all talked about Tyson Bajan undrafted out of Shepard University. Right. D2. I mean, if, if Stetson Bennett, I don't know what happened to the kid. I assume that it's probably more like emotional or mental health related. But if Stetson Bennett is in training camp and is the backup quarterback all year, the Rams would be like all these other teams. They'd be using a fourth round rookie backup quarterback. Ten, Ten rookie quarterbacks will have started a game this year. Ten rookie quarterbacks, not backups. Ten rookie quarterback. That is by far a record. So you got you got the kid in Carolina who's the first overall pick by the uh, out of Alabama. What's his name? And only and only three of them were taken in the first round. By the right. way, what's that dude's name? The kid in in Carolina, Bryce Young. Bryce Young. Then you got yeah. C.J. Stroud Correct. in Houston. Anthony then you Richardson. have Anthony Richardson in Indianapolis. Yeah. Those are your three first rounders. Right. Yes. Then you got your second rounder, Will, Will Levis. Levis. Will Levis started okay. Uh, got, for Tennessee. You got your fourth rounder, Aiden O'Connell. Okay, out of Purdue for the Raiders. Dorian Thompson. Robinson. I don't okay. know what round he was taking. Emergency in. start uh, out of UCLA for the Browns. Oh, he was also a fifth round pick. Did not okay. know that. Okay. Uh, Tyson Bajant. Undrafted. About. Uh-huh. Chicago. Clayton Toon. Uh, fifth rounder out of Houston, I believe. Yep. Darren Hall, who we talked about. Uh, okay. Fifth rounder out of BYU for yep. Minnesota. And uh, starting this weekend for the New York Giants, uh, Tommy DeVito. Tommy DeVito. was undrafted. And undrafted out of like what, like like UConn or something like that? Illinois, Syracuse, oh, Illinois. and Illinois, oh, okay. both orange Got schools. Got it. Yes. <laughs> Same color combo. I didn't want Same to color combo. Color combo. Yeah. You know, wow. if, uh, uh, could you just really quickly? So, yes. so it's it's three first rounders. Let me put it on the on the screen. Like ten oh. fifth rounders. Yeah, one second rounder, one fourth mm-hmm. rounder. I think three fifth rounders and two undrafted and guys. Dude, to make you guys understand what it is to make a team in the NFL who's under if you're an undrafted free agent. To make a team in the NFL as a special teams guy is hard. To make it as a quarterback is almost impossible. And to not start that to start we, a game, wait, hey, right, not, right. Not, hard. not that hard. To start <laughs> a game in the NFL as an undrafted free agent rookie quarterback is like a football miracle. We need to re we need to reimagine the way we see that now. Because clearly this is one in a co- a cost cutting situation. It's the cheapest thing that you could possibly do with some of these dudes. You get them on the roster. And because now there are more games, guys are getting hurt more. So they're playing more than ever. So the idea that undrafted people making teams is now this wild idea, it appears to not be that anymore. No, no, but hold on. Hold on. What I'm saying is this. There are 10 rookie quarterbacks who will have started games going into this weekend. Um, Three of them, 30%, are first-rounders, okay? Um, And 20%, two of them, are undrafted. Everything in between is second round, fourth round, fifth round. So, I mean, that is really an amazing statistic to think about. If you're an NFL team, do I really, really, really need to draft a quarterback first overall, second overall? Well, in Houston's yes. case, Stroud, you you have an exceptional talent. In Carolina's case, I'm not really sure if Bryce Young is going to be a great NFL quarterback. No. I don't know. I, right now, C.J. Stroud, I think will be. Um because he went to a bad team and is performing and is elevating. Whereas, you know, the other kid, Bryce Young, is not. And the I'll other kid, Anthony my, Richardson, got hurt. So one of three guys is good. I'll put my hat in the no column for Anthony for uh, uh for Bryce Young. 
I'm putting my hat in a no column. Well, let's let's talk about other other things too. First year starters, Jordan Love, Desmond Bad. Ritter, okay. Sam Howell. Bad. You know, uh, the guys. Uh, well, Sam, Sam Howell's starters. okay. Sam Howell's okay. Kenny Pickett, Bad. Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. You know, like you got like it is a think about that. That's trick. fifteen guys. That's fifteen guys. Of 32. And I, this is off the top of your head, so I know you might not be done. Yeah. I'm That's not. 15 I, I, of 32. Isn't that crazy? Like, and, and if you talk and, about and, the Browns also started right. PJ Walker. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And and, and yeah. put Joshua Dobbs into that same category. Oh, by the way, yeah, that's, yeah. that's now 17. 17 yeah. of 32 Whoa. NFL quarterbacks. More than half. Are these, the Falcons are, are these now guys. on Tyler Heineke. You know, that's the true. Giants started Tyrod Taylor. 18, um, 19. Yep. Um, I'm trying to think. Off, I'm literally off the top of my head. Um, well, I let's mean, think this, about it the this other week. One. It'll be Carson Wentz. That's yeah. another one. Well, no, no, he won't. I mean, this is. I think they're in a bye week this week. Oh yeah, but he'll. So yeah, I mean, it's it's been just an absolute disaster at quarterback across the NFL. Like I mean, wait, that's wait. The majority think about of it like this. Think about it like this. You ready? You've just come Did up. Did Sam with, Darnold play this year? He, he has not played yet. Yeah. But but 19 guys between either rookies. Mm-hmm. Or what we might consider to be kind of like career backup guys. Andy Dalton started a game this year. I don't even know for who. Bryce Young got hurt, and Andy Dalton oh. played it for the Panthers a game this year. But let's let's go the opposite direction. If we've mm-hmm. come up with nineteen Gardner guys, Minshew. another good mm-hmm. call. Mm-hmm. Now twenty. <laughs> God, we 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 probably now also have to go the also direction. Yeah, we're also forgetting Zach Wilson. Because Aaron yeah, Rodgers did right, start the right, season. Right. And there's 21. So that gives us 11 guys. You ready? Here are the guys. Here are the 11. I, I, and this is unofficial. This is off the top of our heads. Th- these are the 11 guys who are consistent, good starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Here goes. Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Lamar Justin Jackson. Herbert. Yep. Lamar Jackson. Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson. Um, Josh Allen. Josh Allen is good. Okay. Tua, that's five. Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is six. Mac Jones, and he doesn't count as good, but he's, he's just the consistent. Upright. But he's the consistent starter. So there's Mac Jones. That's seven of, of what is going to be 11 um, uh, in Seattle. Um, you know Smith. You know Smith Gino. in Seattle. Okay. Um, Rock Purdy hasn't missed a game. No, okay. I thought well, he did, but he hey, hasn't. How about, how about this? Russell Wilson. Russell mm-hmm. Wilson's nine. Oh man! Right, that's oh, nine. Yeah. That's nine guys. Who who are we missing? We're missing somebody. You say, here. You say Dak? I don't remember. Dak? No, Dak. didn't say Dak. Yeah. Dak's ten. You Burrow? You say Burrow? And Joe Burrow? And, and, yeah. and there's eleven. So so yeah. if I had to reorganize those, but think about that. I just mentioned the stars: Dak, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Tua. These kinds of guys. There's only like nine or ten of those guys. And 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 there's a difference between the top five and the next four, but there's only like 10 or 11 consistent starting quarterbacks in the NFL, at least through this many weeks. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is backup Gardner Minshew or backup to the backup PJ Walker or Already. undrafted free agent Tyson Bajan or fifth round draft choice out of this school who's starting for that. T- I mean, dude, it has been. This all started with Carson Wentz today, but it has been a weird, weird Welcome year. Back. Welcome back, Carson. You deserve it. Yeah. You deserve it, my dog. And crazy. Make and then right. let's full circle. This is from Adam Schefter because obviously Wentz, Goff are always going to be connected because they mm-hmm. were drafted one, two. Right. Rams drafted Jared Goff, number one. 
Carson Wentz went number two in 2016. Goff went to the Lions to replace Matthew Stafford, who replaced Jared Goff in L.A., and now Wentz will back up Stafford in L.A. And and Jared Goff and his Detroit Lions will be in L.A. this weekend. And if Carson Wentz would like to, since the Rams are on a bye, perhaps he goes and sees his old draft mate, Jared Goff, because Goff and the Lions will be there, and Wentz will be there to back up Stafford, who replaced Goff. It's hilarious. Yeah, it is awesome, man. I mean, it's not awesome football. No. Uh, and then if you play fantasy football, you know that scoring is down this year, and I wonder why. When I think, well, this includes running backs too, but um, 39 people have thrown a touchdown this year. Oh, and man. That's, I'm only seeing one, two, three. So about 35 quarterbacks have thrown a touchdown this year. Wow. And I'll bet you this. of the Because 35- we didn't talk about Jameis coming in for a game when mm-hmm. Derek Carr went mm-hmm. down, Taysom Hill. That bubble's annoying when I'm not doing a thumbs up. Um, so it's just been – there's – I mean, Mike White played some snaps with that blowout uh, when Miami won by like 60. Yeah. You know, like, so there's, there's a lot of names if I start yeah. throwing them out to you. And you know what's insane? Kirk Cousins still leads the league in touchdown passes. Wow. That's rough. How many he got? 18. Mm. Damn. And gone yeah. for the year. Gone for the gone year. For the year. Do you know Russell Wilson is fifth in the league in touchdown passes this year? It's been a wacky season. It makes no sense, man. It's been a wacky season. It really has been. It really has. Um, which makes me think of, of you know, now that basketball season is here, I can kind of decide, do I have to kind of put my eggs in the football basket? Or can I maybe put more of my eggs over here in the basketball basket? Because, guys, um, and I know we, we did this all earlier this week, but with prize picks right now, you have the opportunity to kind of mix and match. Sometimes you can put football and basketball together. Like the other day, they had this promotion. This was on Monday night. The Chargers were playing at the Jets. The Clippers were playing at the Knicks. So prize picks was like, look, two New York teams, two LA teams, let's do this. So Browner here alerted me to this special play that I could make where it was Paul George and Justin Herbert to combine for more than four and a half Paul George, three point shots, Herbert touchdown passes and put those two numbers together. And it should be more or less than four and a half. I thought it was an easy home run victory. Uh, Turns out Paul George went one for six from three point range and Justin Herbert did not throw a touchdown. So even though I went more than four and a half, it actually finished way, way less than four and a half. And I'll tell you guys, for the first time, I'm kind of licking my wounds on prize picks. But I'm also going to tell you this. I don't watch any hockey. I don't watch any hockey. I, and, and I really would like to go to a hockey game, either be at a Kings game while I'm in L.A. or a Ducks game because I, I, it's a lot closer. My son has become a, an obsessed Pittsburgh Penguins fan. So he feels like now he really knows the NHL. And he's like, dad, I'm going to start giving you my prize picks every day for NHL players. And even though I don't watch hockey, I'm going to start playing prize picks with NHL hockey. And I guarantee you this, all of a sudden I'm going to care about hockey. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So I'm trying to think like tonight, like tonight, LeBron dunking on Dylan Brooks. That sounds like a good bet. Yeah, I'd like to play Dylan that. Brooks already talking his trash. I know. We'll get there. Hey, so do this for us. Go to prizepicks.com slash great friends. Prizepicks.com slash great friends. 
on your first deposit, they'll match up to hundred percent, but up to hundred dollars. So I put in hundred, then all of a sudden I had 200. If you put in 50, you'll have hundred. If you put in 20, you'll have 40 and get into the game with prize picks because you're going to love it. And it is going to elevate your sports viewing experience. I mean, Browner, I mean, you seem to be all up in it. Look, man, I will tell everybody, this has changed the way I've been able to enjoy the NBA season, good and bad. Mm-hmm. It's also changed the way I've definitely watched football because I gave up on fantasy football. It's just, you know, whatever. Now it's something in it for me. And now, you know, know, it makes it fun. $10, $5, five is the smallest you can bet. Get in there, y'all. Prize picks, prizepicks.com slash great friends. Stick around. We got a lot to get to. Hey, great friends. What's going on? It is Wednesday afternoon. This is Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. We're in the Seven Mile Casino Studios. SevenMileCasino.com. It is Wednesday, November 8th. And um, guys, uh, you mentioned it at the end of the first segment. Tonight, I say tonight, this afternoon, about an hour from now, the Lakers and the Houston Rockets will play. And Alex, you mentioned it. Dylan Brooks... Mm-hmm. already kind of yapping about what he's going to do with LeBron, which by the way, makes me think immediately. I got to get, I got to get in on LeBron tonight on prize picks. If, if, if LeBron, I don't like it, I hate it. Oh, really? Let me hear. I'm, I'm looking for it right now. I think it what was, is, I just saw it. Damn it. Talking about the points. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, I also looked at Browner's like total. Yeah, here it is. I got it. Seemed it. like a lot. LeBron tonight, 24 and a half points. I hate that. He just gave like his max effort against Miami. Lost. He's already he he's gonna come in a little hungover. He was he was drunk tweeting last night on Los Lobos or whatever his tequila is. Um, Dylan Brooks, I don't really think of him as much, but I just don't like it. I just don't like it at all. And the Rockets are terrible, by the way. There's a good which chance means, the Lakers, which is double down why I don't like it. <laughs> the Lakers could win this game by thirty points. This I would look or for or lose by five. I would look for this to be like one of an Austin Reeves game, one of the secondary guys. I think it's going to be Austin Reeves, fourteen and a half points tonight. Hmm. That's a that's a lot. He hasn't been great this year, right? That's not that's a wise. lot. If that was twelve, I'd jump on that. Dylan Brooks, twelve and a half points. How about Dylan Brooks? I would never bet on him to do anything. No, I would bet on him to go under, less than. Um, I'm I'm trying. You see, the thing about LeBron, um, LeBron. This was about how long ago? This was um, yesterday, two days ago, really. I mean, after they lost to Miami, there's all this like talk about LeBron. Me, in my opinion, I was saying this yesterday on LA radio. Look, dude, if you're LeBron James and, you know, you're the chosen one, as you call yourself, you know, if you wear a crown, like everywhere you see LeBron, he rocks his crown. If you're the Mm -hmm. king, you're down by a point and you drive the lane. I don't care who the defenders are. Take the shot, man. Like, that's how I feel. Cause like, to me, it's his team. So you win with him, you die with him. You pay him for those moments. You know who you don't pay for those moments? Cam Reddish. Come on, man. Leave Cam Reddish alone. Dog. No, I'm not, it got nothing. It's not a knock on him. It's just that for me, if you said to me, would you rather have LeBron in, in, in the paint with three guys around him, take a shot when you're down by one, or would you rather have him feed it to Cam Reddish? My answer is I'll I'll live and die with LeBron. That's all. I just think that that shot was more about the team than it was about LeBron. 
I think that shot was like I said yesterday. That was more meant for Cam Reddish to build up his confidence than it was for this this uh, perception that LeBron doesn't take that shot. No, it's fine. I'm, what I'm getting at though is I'm trying to figure out now. So the Lakers lose that game to Miami. Now they turn around. They go to Houston. You've got you've got Dylan Brooks already talking. Like you say, Alex, LeBron mm-hmm. had to put out a lot of time on the floor, a lot of energy. He has been. He is that whole 29 minutes per game thing was only against Denver. And then ever since then, it's been like 40 minutes a game. Yeah. So, and, and you know, we I'm not really sure what the, what Anthony Davis is going to be because oh, I would his, go less on Anthony Davis no because of what. his spazzy hip, mm-hmm. you know. So well, that's what he called it. So I have a new game plan for the Lakers and Anthony Davis. Okay. Oh, oh, this would be good. Don't play until after the All-Star break. Well, I would love that, but NBA won't allow it. Play mm. four, rest one. Play four, mm. rest one. Play four, rest one. And you know what? If you want to play three and rest one, I won't be mad at it. Okay. I think it won't go. By the way, it won't stop him from getting injured, but at, at least all. less basketball. I, I really think I'm going to take LeBron to go more than 24 and a half. I think I just he's going to have a... more 14 and a half. Yeah, that's what I like. And too. I took my boy Rasmus Holgen to shoot. Over two and a half shots today. Oh. Just United. Oh, nice. Rasmus. Why don't you put? Yeah, why don't you put up on the screen for everybody who's watching and uh, for everybody who's listening? I'll kind of talk it out for you. Prizepicks.com/slash great friends. You put in a hundred dollars, they'll put in a hundred dollars. You get a hundred dollars. You get a hundred percent match on your first deposit. So you put in fifty, they put in fifty. I've, I've talked a lot about prize picks and how much I love it. I'm going to take LeBron, and I'm going to take Austin Reeves, and I'm going to say this is one of those games where both of those guys are going to have big games. And here's why. Play for us the sound from Dylan Brooks, and yes. and and what he's saying about this. He game was tonight. asked. He was asked, "Are you?" Because he has not faced LeBron since he was embarrassed in the playoffs last season. Uh, he said, "Are you ready to play, or how are you going to approach the game with versus LeBron?" Ready to lock him up. Um, been shooting the ball well. He's been playing well, so I'm just there to uh, make him tired, uh, make him get into that you know fourth quarter early. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. I mean, it's not like it's uh, really all that juicy or that sexy, but um, yeah, it is because he said the LeBron. Okay. And anytime anybody says anything about LeBron, it becomes big news. I it becomes every day. It's just so annoying. Maybe what I'll do is I'll take. You know how I'll play this. I'm gonna play it like this. I'm gonna play LeBron more than twenty four and a half, and I'm gonna play Dylan Brooks less than twelve and a half. That's how I'm gonna play this. See, I'm I'm now in a part of these in, in a part of these these situations where I'm making I'm going deep cuts. I'm okay. going deep cuts. I'm going rebound, defensive rebounds, free throws, and field goal attempts for guys. So and y'all know me, I love I love a good centipede. I call them centipedes when I make a whole bunch of it and I put them in one. I got Joel Embiid, more than eight rebounds, DeMontis Sabonis, more than nine rebounds, defensive rebounds, bad metabio, less. Than seven defensive rebounds. Jokic, more than four and a half free throws made. That seems like a trick, but that's how they got me with Russell Westbrook. DeMontis Sabonis, 13 and a half. So I'm going less field goal attempts. And Jordan Poole, 16 and a half field goal attempts. I'm going more. All right. Prizepicks.com slash great friends. And Alex, one more time, if you could put the QR code on the screen, because Browner just gave us, man, his all his exotics. Mm-hmm. Nice job out of you, Big Brown. Really nice mm-hmm. job out of you. Prizepicks.com slash great friends. They'll match 100% your first deposit. And it's by the way, it's super easy to get money out. It's all legal in California. It's so much fun. Everybody's loving it. Prizepicks.com slash great friends or click on our QR code. Okay. 
Let me uh, let me go back into something that we started talking about earlier this week. Um, Mexico's president. By the way, that got a lot of reaction yesterday on social media. You know that my wife has been getting text messages since yesterday mm -hmm. because I have been credited as a, as the finder of this video. <laughs> mm -hmm. Although I literally reposted it from someone that was very politically driven. Like the original video that I got mm -hmm. was from a dude complaining about how the Mexican president is wasting his time talking about Padres and baseball when the city of Acapulco is still completely like devastated from the hurricane. And I was, by the way, I ignored I the, the way, message. I love the way you just said Acapulco. Oh, I have Mario Lopez updates for you, by the way, dude, I've been watching. I got caught up in a rabbit hole of Mario Lopez um, mm -hmm. videos. You know, Mario Lopez is sitting what looks like backstage at, I, I don't know. It looks like dancing with That's the stars extra. Yeah. Or extra. And he's talking about how people don't think he's extra. The, people exactly don't think he's Mexican. About. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. yeah. People don't think Mario Lopez is Mexican. He's like, I don't get it. They think I'm British. They think I'm, I'm uh, what did French, he say? Uh, Italian. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah uh, Hawaiian. He goes, mm -hmm. how could Mario Lopez not be Mexican? My parents are from, and he starts like speaking Oaxaca or however he said it. Right. And, <laughs> and what you, he's, bro. what he's doing is he's finding himself having to defend his Mexicanism. And that's why, like I watched this whole video here he is. Hair is perfectly quaffed. So much hairspray in it. You know, he's got the sleeveless T-shirt, sun's out, guns out. And he's sitting in like what looks like a park eating tostadas, trying to show everybody, mm. look how Mexican so I am. so white, bro. Right, right. Tostadas, baby. Yeah. No, it's tostadas. See, si. Mariscos, Corona, right, mariscos. Modelo. Right, right. Oh, yeah. and drinking a Modelo like this. Watch. Here's Mario drinking a Modelo. Ooh, God. <laughs> Ooh. Like he just, he looks so uncomfortable. Like I'm so trying so hard. I want Mexican people, whether it's Adrian, Adrian Gonzalez or whether it's Canelo Alvarez, or I, I want people to know how Mexicano I am. So I, I and people have just yeah. been ripping on Mario this Lopez. Is exactly why, on Twitter. This is exactly how this whole conversation got started on this show when we started talking about Mario Lopez is because how I watched his TikToks of exactly what he's talking about. And I knew he was Mexican. His name's Mario Lopez. What did you Mario Lopez? Oh yeah, Mario, Mario. Lopez. Mario. Excuse me. Mario Lopez. Not Mario, but Mario. Mario Lopez. And literally, he's doing the exact same thing that I'm talking about on his video defending his whatever ism, where he's talking. Perfect, perfect, perfect. But as soon as tortilla comes around, it's tortilla. Well, and that's why people were confused. And that's why all, all I was saying from the beginning was, I think it's funny how he Mexicans it up for his videos. And then he goes on extra and it's like, hey, well, what Tom he said Cruise was had a tortilla last night. You know, right. what he said was, he goes, hey, he goes, hey, look, he goes, he goes, um, when I'm on TV or I'm on radio, he goes, I have to uh, be polished. You know, when I'm off air, and I'm just hanging with my homies. Mm -hmm. That's when I can be Mexicano. Right. And he said, I'm trying to collect that checks. And I was like, no one's blaming you here no. on this end. No, I'm no. not blaming you. Good for you. I just think it's hilarious. I think it's yeah. bona fide hilarious what he does on TikTok. Yeah. What he did the other day was he was talking about how, hey, man, I don't believe it's hard to believe that you guys don't know that I'm Mexican. I'm Mario Lopez. My, I, I, I was born in Chula Vista. My mm -hmm. parents is de Tijuana, and then he he mentioned another place they're from, Jalisco, Mexico, mm -hmm. something like that. 
Um, my best friend's name, Chewy. Yeah, right. <laughs> you, you know? Yeah. I mean, I like hot sauce. Mm-hmm. Salsa. Oh, God. Salsa. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, I got a... I was I was featured in Sports Illustrated yesterday. I was featured what? in yeah. I was featured in NBC. I was featured in multiple articles across the internet. And people, uh, you know, lawyers, attorneys have been messaging my wife. I guess you know they're they're reading Padres news too, because it says radio host Alex Padilla in San Diego found this video of Mexican President Admiral. I'm like, I didn't find no video. He did it in a press conference. For the Mexican media. Anyway, so it was can hilarious. You, by the way, can you show us? You say that your yeah. tweets were featured in Sports Illustrated and where else? If you search Benji Gill right now. Benjamin Gil. Benjamin, I, like, well, not, I like to say it the way Mario Lopez would say it. Yeah. Benjamin Gil. Uh, let's see. Here you go. So if you, right. yesterday, if you search Benji Gill, I was the first thing that popped up on Google. <laughs> <laughs> so this is from. What? Sports Illustrated, it says right here, radio host Alex Padilla in San Diego found this clip and shared it on social media. And there you go. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah. You got made happened, this has happened to me multiple times, by the way. Like, I don't even – some you don't even know because, you know, let me get on my high horse for a second. Journalism is not journalism anymore. It's all aggregation now. You know, mm-hmm. everything is just yes. aggregated stuff. Mm-hmm. Collecting so, other people's stuff. Put yeah, it on your- so this has been hilarious to see the reaction. And by the way, like – it is overwhelmingly positive from Mexican white. It is just a universal love for Benji Gill to be the Benjamin next Gil. Of Benjamin Gill. Mm-hmm. And then today, uh, there was some sort of, uh, I have no idea what it is, to be honest with you. So if I get credited, I didn't find it, but I put it on social media again. Benji Gill was in, doing some award. He was receiving an award in Mexico where he's wearing the World Baseball Classic jersey. Mm-hmm. And he was asked about, you know, hey, you're, you know, you're interviewing for manager jobs. And he was like, dude, if I become the first ever Mexican manager, I will work my ass off to make the Mexican people proud. We're yeah. going to do this together. Ben, and he I was mean. just like made this speech. Right. And then Randy Rosarena, Tampa Bay's stud outfielder sitting on the stage with them because he plays for Team Mexico. Right. And he goes, oh, and by the way, I'm bringing him with me wherever I go. Oh. Yeah. And Randy was oh. just like, OK, even what's though what's his. What's his contractual status? He's under he's <laughs> arbitration eligible for the next three years in Tampa Bay. Dude. So he's going to stay there. So we could ship him over there for Juan Soto. Yeah. $7 million versus $33 million. Man, that guy at Rosarena, he's a, he's a crowd pleaser. He's that guy that you want to watch. Listen, I don't buy jerseys with people's names on them, but you I would run yeah. to the store and yeah. get Rosarena. I told you guys during March, I was like, this is my favorite baseball player in the world. If that guy becomes a Padre somehow, Number one fam club driving that bus. I am, uh, I'm blown away by this. So for not only... Randy, not the Padres Browner. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. So, so uh, wait, I was making so... things clear. We got to clear things up around here. <laughs> right. Cause you know, once Justin Fields leaves the bears, you know, Browner gives up his bears card Gone. and he just I'm follows Justin Fields. Yeah. So wait, so other than in sports illustrated, this is all news to me other yeah. than being featured with your tweet in sports illustrated. And I wonder, mm-hmm. do, do you find that when this happens, you pick up more followers? I haven't even noticed, to be honest. Yeah, I wonder if that's yeah. the case. So yeah. Sports Illustrated featured your tweet and said, you know, San Diego radio host Alex Padilla found this this soundbite. This was yesterday. For anybody that missed this, the president of Mexico yesterday somehow at his weekly press conference got into this whole thing about how Benji Gill, who managed Team Mexico to a third place finish in the World Baseball Classic, is under consideration by the San Diego Padres. 
And it turns out that the Padres have an investor who's a Mexican gentleman who's incredibly, incredibly wealthy, one of the top wealthiest 100 people in the entire world. And so the president of Mexico is saying that he's going to call this guy and give his suggestion that Benji Gill get the job. And I love how Mexico has so much pride for Benji Gill, for a kid who I think we said yesterday was born in Tijuana and went to high school in Chula Vista. Correct. He's he's one of ours, you know. And um, and so you were featured in Sports Illustrated with your tweet. Where else were you featured? That you're. Um, I don't know. Top uh, top of mind, NBC San Diego. Oh, picked it up. Okay, yeah. Okay, and other, I think Bleacher Report. I don't. I don't have the link wow. though. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Super cool, man. Yeah, you know, it's real journalists over here. You That's know? right. That People are, send me man. the links, and I show up. That's what you are. Congratulations mm-hmm. to you, man. And you know, like the more I think about it, the mm-hmm. more I really and Browner's about to lose his marbles. The more I think about it, the less I don't want Benji here. Because I wow. feel like it's a it's a it's a one year thing. Mm-hmm. If you don't make the playoffs, AJ's gone. At least in, in, in it should be. If he if AJ probably don't make the playoffs again this year, come on. You know what I mean? And I and I just don't I just don't I don't want a short term thing for Benji. Now I want the good things for Benji. So now, so now let me get <laughs> go to so Chicago, you know, go to the Cubs already taken. Uh, already. So oh, that's Craig right. Council. Craig council. That's right. Go to Milwaukee. Hey, by the way, that whole Craig council thing, $8 million a year. How does Banana. that change things for the Padres? Like whoever they hire, they're like, Hey, the highest paid guy gets paid 8 million. The lowest paid guy gets this. So where should the Padres fall in between? That's why you hire Benji Gill. Cause like he said, if I'm the first Mexican bucks. man, I'll take the, jo- give me the job. Mm-hmm. Give me the job. Mm-hmm. Well, I will so say that a lot of people agreed with what we were saying yesterday, which is the three of us are all down for Benji Gill, right? If I remember correctly, like that yes. would be we all will be all. And the the universal thing that's saying like everybody wants Benji is because of the three known finalists. Nobody wants, nobody deserves a promotion within. That's like the universal sentiment that I'm seeing. Nobody on this staff deserves an a promotion after one of the most underwhelming, and you know calamitous seasons in history of baseball like plus plus the reporting has been that one of these guys whether it's Schilt or it's Flaherty the two guys that are are you know current Padre employees that are under consideration one of them is a Manny Machado guy mm-hmm. one of them is a Tatis guy and mm-hmm. if you hire one of these two guys trust me when i tell you the rift in that clubhouse whatever it, it may be between whoever it's between it will only get widened i also have a question so mm-hmm. the the president of Mexico also said mentioned the name Alfredo Harp Hillu. Uh, mm-hmm. Scott, you know you've known this. He's a minority owner. He's an in, large investor. He's mm-hmm. a billionaire, 950th richest person in the world. Mm-hmm. A very 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 influential person in Mexico when it comes to sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, the stadium the Padres played in Mexico City named after him. Um, that's his team. He owns the Mexico City team. So if he let's just say okay the, the Padres. You know, they called for a hundred million dollars in, in capital to be invested last year because they wanted to spend all kinds of money. Now they mm-hmm. take out a fifty million dollar loan. If this guy tells Peter Seidler, hire Benji Gill, I'll give you more money. Yeah. Is that Fun. a possibility? Yeah, of course. Of course. That's how that hey, works. Hey, I, I want I want to put in more money, but but I want to have a little bit of say. And what mm-hmm. I want to say right now is I want you to hire my manager. Mm-hmm. I think Benji Gill's the right guy for this. And I'm, I don't know if he is or he isn't. I'm just saying if I were in that gentleman, yeah. hullabaloo, what's his name? Hakka, what's Alfredo. His name? Oh, let's Mario Lopez is thing. Alfredo Arpelu. Arpelu. 
If I'm if I'm Alfredo, hello, hello. If I'm Alfredo, I say to Peter Seidler, "Hey, look, um, you know, you're the controlling partner here. Got it, you know, but we just got a fifty million dollar loan, and you're going to probably need to bring in more cash. I'm willing to put more in, but I want a little bit of influence. So here's mm -hmm. what I'm going to say: I'm not just some guy who's playing, you know, general manager at home." I own a baseball club down here in Mexico. I've seen what Benjamin Gil can do. And I think it would be really great for the organization. And I think it would be even yeah. better for the clubhouse. Don't hire another one of your little puppets in the, in the, the organization. Hire somebody from, with, from outside with San Diego ties who the community will rally behind. And he's going to walk into that clubhouse with real credentials as a former player speaking Spanish, by the way, to the guys you need him to speak Spanish to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, Alfredo Harp Helu is uh, 83 years old. So maybe he wants, you know, I'm not saying he's going out, but anytime soon, but maybe, you know, he's like, Hey, can't take this money with me. Yeah. Let's just start dropping this thing. And he's 83 and Peter, I don't know how old Peter is, but we know Peter's not in the greatest of health. Yeah. So, you know, if you want to load up and go for it, hey, we got one more shot at it kind of thing. Do it. Yeah. Oh, well, and by the way, I know I don't know if we're going to get to it later. AC dropping a little, uh, a, a lot of cold water on the reports of Shohei Otani and the Padres. Well, let's get to that because coming <laughs> up, coming up, I, I do want to talk about that. You know, for everybody that's excited that thinks the Padres are going to be involved in this Otani discussion, I think you guys are out of your mind. I do. And uh, I know you guys are coming at me on Twitter. I don't care. You guys are nuts. If you think the Padres, are going to get Otani, I think you're out of your mind. Um, but more than that, um, I love how Bruce Bochy is now complimenting his former team for their new managerial hire. We'll get to all these stories coming back to the Seven Mile Casino. All right, great friends. Hey, quick time out here. I want to just talk about a couple of our sponsors. I'll start with my man, Gary Cooper. 858-376-1299. 858-376-1299. I told the story about this amazing couple that I met this past weekend down at Seven Mile Casino, Clyde and his wife, Shasta. And they were incredible. They told me the story. Guys, I don't mean to butt into your business, but I think it's a great example for people. They're moving from IB to Menifee because they can afford to buy a really nice pre-construction home in Menifee and essentially pay in mortgage what they're paying in rent. That could be you. Now, a lot of you guys might be thinking to yourselves, I don't want to leave San Diego. I don't want to move up further north and further east. But hold on, the opportunity for home ownership, assuming by the way, it's convenient for you. Maybe you work at home. Maybe you don't mind the drive. Maybe the drive isn't too far. The point is, is home ownership is achievable. You just have to be flexible. And that's what these guys were. And you should talk to Gary Cooper about this. He's the pro. 858-376-1299 for Gary Cooper Mountain Trust Realty Services. Hey, I sent an email earlier today, Alex, over to Charlie, the chief marketing officer at Tory Holistics. And I'm like, bro, He's a big Jets fan. I'm like, dude, our Jets really let us down on Monday night. What a horrendous performance by the New York Jets. And of course, it came on Monday Night Football against the Chargers. Kind of fun thing, though, is, is that this upcoming weekend, check me on this, but I think the um, is it the Sunday night game is the Raiders-Jets. Mm -hmm. So Jets get back-to-back primetime games against teams from the AFC West. Charlie, let's hope. Let's hope our Jets look a little bit better, even though I'm kind of on this Raider bandwagon right now. Nonetheless, Tory Holistics, California Holistics, you need cannabis products for sleep, for anxiety, for recreation, for pain management, for whatever it is that you use cannabis for. 
Use our promo code AMAZING. You save 20% when you spend $75 or more. All of you who are watching this know that by now. But for those of you who've never used Toriolistics, just use that QR code and it'll get you right there to their website. All right, back to the show. Here we go. Hey, great friends. It is Wednesday afternoon. This is Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. We're coming to you from the 7 Mile Casino Studios, 7milecasino.com. Hey, if you're just getting with us, we were having a uh, really intense off-season baseball conversation, which is kind of weird because the Padres have become what the Chargers used to be, meaning that when the season is over, instead of it just being over and let's move on to the next season, there's just so much drama all the time that there's literally something every single day. And um, we've been talking about just who they're going to hire for manager, why they should or should not hire guys from within or guys from without the Mexican president endorsing Benjamin Gil. Yeah. And, and there's just, I mean, just every day there's something, but I do want to get back to a bunch of football stuff. Is Aaron Rodgers going to come back this year? I, I do want to get to that story and we'll get there in a minute, but Alex, before we hit the yes. break, you said that Kevin AC threw a bunch of cold water on the notion that the Padres would uh, get Shohei Otani. So Correct. let's just finish up this little baseball stuff, and then we'll we'll get into some football coming up. Go for mm -hmm. it on that front. So this last night, I believe it came out, Kevin AC wrote a piece, and he basically laid out why it's, in, I guess not in theory, why it's literally impossible for the Padres to go get Shohei Otani. A, what he's going to command, number one. But B, when you start putting all the puzzle pieces together, they just lost Seth Lugo. They just lost Michael Waka. They just lost uh, Blake Snell. They just lost Nick Martinez. They just lost Josh Hader. That's a lot of innings pitched that the Padres don't have on a rotation right now. And unless you're going to go with Pedro Avila, you know, Waldron, and whoever else from the minor leagues, chances are you're probably going to have to sign some pitchers. Guess who's not pitching next year? Shohei Otani. Mm -hmm. He's had Tommy John surgery. So that's one. And he went off to say this, the idea long-term is to pepper the roster with more young players making less than 1 million a year. It's not anticipated that those types of players will arrive from the minor leagues in time to help at the start of 2024, but the Padres do plan to carry a few players making multiple millions of 24. <clears throat> Excuse me. No, no, they so, said it's important. Hold on. There's just one little distinction, the way you read it. The Padres is according to Kevin AC do plan to carry fewer players making multiple millions in 24. In other words, that's why they're going to wind up getting rid of Soto. It's why they're not going to re-sign Snell or Hater. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it, They are going to have fewer multi-gazillionaires on this team going forward. They loaded up for this past year. They thought they had the pitching staff, the closer, the bats. They thought they had it all, and they didn't. And so rather than continuing the forward financial momentum, it's now make cuts, a lot of them, mm -hmm. to this roster and this payroll. Mm -hmm. All right, keep going. Uh, there's also, one more paragraph. Not that it matters. They yeah. uh, they 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 did send qualifying offers to uh, Blake Snell and Josh Hader, mm -hmm. which is essentially a one year deal that they're they're gonna not accept because mm -hmm. why would they? So, anyways, uh, so with that in mind, and with the need to add no less than three starting pitchers, the Padres appear more likely to make headlines this winter for trading Soto than being a player for Otani, who is arguably the most coveted free agent in MLB history. Right. This is Listen, this is why they got Juan Soto, to either win with him and possibly keep him around or win with him and then get rid of him. But because they did not win with him and because now they have so many holes elsewhere, 
the only way to refresh this roster is to trade your biggest commodity. And, and that's Juan Soto. And then Scott Boris, his agent, who yes. shows up at these GM meetings that are going on right now. <laughs> With his own backdrop and his own logo and his own press conference. Like right. He does he, every he's year. like the commissioner of the NFL. He like has a state of the union. Yes. Um, I mean, I mean, Scott Boris might be more powerful in baseball than the commissioner, Rob Manfred. He right? is. He yeah. is. So, he, so he what absolutely did, is. What did Boris say? He was asked, okay, have you, what's up with Juan Soto? Where's he going to play next year? Um, met with the Padres. They laid out their plan for next year, which obviously included, you know, a, a lineup that is definitely includes Juan Soto. He's their one 900 OPS player. And, you know, they're, they're obviously looking for more left-handed bats rather than less. There you go. Look, man, I would I a lineup would say that this. definitely includes Juan Soto. Okay, hey, I if, like that. If you, if you move him, you're gonna get a lot for him. So this idea that, that you're gonna get uh, less than you know pennies on a dollar, no, I who's disagree saying with that. that. Who, who's if saying you, that? Because people say the way that things are being talked about with this trade. That mm -hmm. you're going to trade for him, and you only want guys back who don't make money. Because no, if you're no, telling, no. It, if the article just said they're going to have fewer guys making multi million dollars, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if you trade Juan Soto and his thirty million dollars, yeah, and you bring in and you bring in guys, you mean to tell me they don't want ready MLB players right now from any team that you trade for? Um, no, I think that what you're saying is right. I mean, I think, I think they want players who are major league ready, but I just think they want Correct. more. I think they want more cheap guys than they, and less expensive guys. <laughs> they want, yeah, I they just, want, they want five guys who are all making 3 million a year yeah. rather than one guy making 25 million a year. And I got to say something that well, I don't yeah. think people will agree with, but I would rather personally have Juan Soto here all year and see what happens and lose him for nothing as opposed to trading him and getting like three prospects back. Right. But personally. here's the thing, but I know I agree with that, but, but the thing is, is as AC points out, they're so pitch deplete pitcher depleted. Now, mm -hmm. how do you possibly refresh your pitching staff? The one nobody's giving process, up pitchers. Nobody's giving up pitchers. Well, maybe nobody's giving up like top line starting pitchers, but if I told you that you could get pitchers three, four, and five to add to your starting rotation, and maybe you know a couple of people, a couple of arms in the Wait, bullpen, I got I got a pushback on the way this is being framed. AJ oh. Preller decided Joe Musgrove and you Darvish is your top line pitchers. Right, you have two pitchers making a lot of money that Correct. are your aces, and that's right. what AJ Preller decided. So yeah. you need to go get three, three four, four, and five, five. for right. what you did—the exact same thing you did with Seth Lugo. Michael Waka and the year before that, Sean Manaya, the year before and 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 Clevenger. Right. Those are the guys you fill out your roster with. And like that's what AJ Preller decided. So that's what you get. You don't get, you're not gonna go get Blake Snell. You're not, you know, you're just not. But the right, so you take Clevenger... Soto. Go ahead. Well, what what well, you take Soto and then you refresh your staff. That's all I'm saying. What the are you Walkers saying, Brian? The Walkers and the Clevengers, those guys are available every year. Not those individual guys, obviously, but guys yeah. at that level. Those mm -hmm. guys are available every year mm -hmm. at the right price. That's why they're out there. So I don't necessarily see them trading Juan Soto for pitchers because they're short on pitchers. I think this is this has to be the smartest trade that A.J. Preller has ever made because this is the biggest trade piece that he's ever 
thrown out there. Mm -hmm. So if you're asking me, they need everyday dudes to fill out this lineup. Again, those pitchers are out there. You have your top two guys. The other guys, you need to fill out this lineup every day. That's what they need. And the idea that they would keep him, and you're correct, There's I ultimately push back on that. The fact that you would talk about keeping him just to see what happens and then letting him walk, now people are laughing at you and calling you a joke of an organization like they're doing the Angels. Mm. Well, that's what you're now. doing with Blake Snell. You're doing that and with Josh Blake Taylor. Snell. Yeah. It was also the worst case scenario ever for AJ Preller. The worst case scenario for AJ Preller. Michael Walker outpitched his options. Seth Lugo outpitched his options. Yep. Blake Snell's going to win a Cy Young in a in a in a postseason list, you know, season. Yep. Mm -hmm. And you didn't trade Josh Hader when you should have traded Josh Hader. So like the absolute worst case scenario happened because you had all these guys outperform their contracts in a season that ended with you not making the postseason. In a season where your best player or players underperformed. You yeah, guys right. who were signed long-term, Joe Musgrove underperformed. You Darvish underperformed. Manny Machado underperformed. I mean, I guess you could make the argument that Xander Bogarts to some degree underperformed. Um, uh, the Crone Zone under underperformed. I mean, Oof. yeah. I mean, so all these guys who you invested all this money in, they underperformed. And all the guys who you had favorable deals for the franchise, they overperformed. This, I'm telling you guys right now, the, the impact of this past season and the failure of this past season will impact the Padres for the next five years going forward. And, and again, as long as A.J. Preller is the general manager slash you know, president of baseball operations, nothing's going to change. It doesn't matter if they hire Benji Gill. It doesn't matter. because I, I disagree with that. All right. You'll, I, I, I'm just giving a prediction. It's like you said. If you ask me, that's my opinion. Because if, <laughs> if, if, you, if you make the right Soto trade, again, they don't need stars. They don't need, they don't need, you know, they need a bunch of Jake Cronenworths. A bunch of guys yeah. who you had no idea who he was. Not obviously not this past year's Jake Cronenworth, but give me a lot of Hassan Kim's. How about there you that? go. The, the the year before Jake Cronenworth got paid. You need a lot of those. You, also, dude, don't don't sleep. And I know people are not gonna want to hear this, but just don't sleep on trading Hassan Kim. He's oh, no, also a free not. agent after the season. Would definitely say absolutely Un done yeah done. I mean, as we've talked about too many times you got three shortstops on the same done. team and in yeah. your and minor league system and you're gonna, the best players with shortstop. and you're gonna trade the best one yeah well let and me you're do this trade your best player yeah yes like oh this is all looking great for aj Peller, by the way mm -hmm. you're gonna lose juan soto as he enters his prime you're gonna lose hasan kim after gold glove year and the best offensive season he's had ever trade and now your highest value right but I, that's exactly why I wanted a new general manager because I don't trust this one to do the right trades. So, mm -hmm. You gonna pay Hassan Kim? Because I, I would. It's, it, but the point is, the point is, is think about all these decisions we're talking about. Th this was a failure of a season, and now here we are into the off season, and think about all these decisions. And the, in my Crazy. opinion, the only uh, winning that's right, eighty-two and eighty. Celebrate there that, everybody. Celebrate. In fact, have a parade. Have a parade. Clearly, look at how, look at look at all the positive stuff we're talking about. Hey, let me good. do this. Let me let me hit this little break here for one quick second. I want because just keeping it going with baseball, believe it or not. I want to get to Bruce Bochi, who in some ways has maybe took a shot at the Padres. Let, let me let me get to that in a second. Before I do, I mentioned it yesterday. We got an email from our friends at Mushroom Life. 
And they told us that we're about to have like a record setting month of sales. And I think the way they were essentially phrasing it was that from mid-October through where we are today in early November, if you project out one extra week, um, over that four-week period of time, we're going to hit a new record in sales. And I can tell you guys that on Sunday when I was down at um, Seven Mile Casino, I had a couple of guys come up to me and tell me that they had just received, I'm actually looking for the email. Um, they had said to me, hey, I just received my, my Mushroom Life products. So I don't want to say everybody's names, but hey, JM, I hope you got them and you like them because actually Browner, he was telling me that he's he's got the exact same concoction you go with every day. Hey, hey that's what so, I like to hear. That's why he's, um, yeah, he said that he, he wanted to take what you were taking. So like yeah. So here, here it is. I mean, this is, these are the mushroom life products, sustained energy. This is the Browner. This Browner takes every day. And then the other one Brown is the mental energy, the mm -hmm. gummy, the gummy. So oh, let's see, what should I take today? What are you looking at, Alex? Let me see what you got. Oh, Browner's Browner's going in for sustained energy. Rocking my mushroom life hat too. I know you are putting that mushroom life hat on. Looking sharp, pal. What do you got there, Alex? What are you looking at? I don't know what I'm looking at. Sustained oh, sustained energy. energy. Sustained energy. All right. Oh. Bang, 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 bang. You got bang, the in-laws coming in. You're going to need that sustained energy. Oh, Mental. yeah. Mental energy. energy. You try it out today. Immunity shield. Allergies. Yeah. Got that. Going crazy. Got, got that right here. Ooh. Might need this one. Optimal sleep. Oh yeah. Ooh, yeah, you like that, Browner? How I know where the camera's at? Yeah, <laughs> sleep. There it is. Mood support. Yep. Oh yeah. Got that right oh. here. Oh, I won't be needing this with the mother-in-law in town. Hey, Alzol extra. Yeah, sex drop Saturday. Mm -hmm. Sex Not drop Saturday. Household. Not good weekend. Mm -mm. These immunity shields, they 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 won't make me feel a certain way right there's no those, no okay. they don't do anything that is just yeah. that is like hey take care of your body man mm. which one's that whole thing yeah. bro immunity shield what's the oh. difference these are peach rings mm -hmm. yeah they, they're just different forms ones yeah i got the gummy form i got the immunity form, shield here the, too the other one was yeah i got a nice little i got a nice little box or her okay shout mm. out Nice. Hey, so go to uh, go to Mushroom Life, L-Y-F-E, mushroomlife.com slash great friends. You're going to save 50% on your first order. These are plant-based medications. If you use pills for sleep, for erectile dysfunction, or mood, uh, or anxiety, th there is an alternative product made right in, in Carlsbad, and um, I think you should give it a try. 50% savings in your first order. Mushroomlife.com slash great friends, or click the QR code on the screen for those of you that are watching. All right, back to this the finish of this story, and then we'll jump back into some football. Tomorrow on the show, Nick Hundley, the former Padre catcher, who is now the assistant general manager of the Texas Rangers. I mentioned earlier in the week, I had text messages going with Chris Young, who's the GM of the Rangers, and Nick Hundley, the assistant GM of the Rangers. Way to go, and, Nick. Way to go, Nick. And I, I invited Nick to come on the show. We can invite CY if, you, if we want to, but we love Nick Hundley. Not that we don't love Chris Young. And Nick's been around the show for a long time. So... um already kind of into their off-season meetings, just won the World Series last week. Nick Huntley will be with us tomorrow. But I thought it was interesting reading Bruce Bochy's comments because somebody asked Bruce Bochy about Bob Melvin taking the Giants job. KMBR, yeah. Yeah, because think about it. So Boch was the manager of the Giants. He's a legend in San Francisco. I mean, I, this may sound crazy to you guys because he's our little Bruce Bochy. He's our hometown Boch. This may sound crazy to you, 
Bruce Bochy is to the San Francisco Giants what Bill Walsh was to the San Francisco 49ers. Like, legendary championship coach in that town. So the guys at KMBR asked Bochy about Bob Melvin taking over the Giants. Take a look at what Bochy had to say here, Alex. You can read this quote for everybody here. We're pulling it up on the screen. Go ahead. That's the road to success, I guess. It worked out for me. Bo Mills is a smart guy. He goes, wait a minute. That worked for him. I'll try that. You've got a good one. you got a really great one. Nice work there. Bo Mel, that's going to be huge for him with his roots there in the Bay Area. I know the Giants have to be excited about having him. Just an outstanding guy and manager. Happy for that. I look forward to seeing him this spring. To me, what I hear Bruce Bochy saying in that comment, hold it up there for a second, please. What I hear him saying is, you know, uh, the Padres pushed me out the door and I went to the Giants and it worked out really, really well for me. So if I'm Bob Melvin, I'm like, I got to get out of here and I'll go to San Francisco. I've already seen Boach leave the Padres and win with the Giants. I'm getting out of here. I'm going to do what Bochy did. And then to just continue to compliment him that way. He's just such an outstanding guy and manager. And he's got his roots there. And just great work by those guys. In some ways, I kind of hear Boach taking a bit of a shot at the Padres. Wasn't there a story about a week or so ago? where Ron Fowler, the former owner of the Padres, yeah. made the point that he wanted the Padres to talk to Bruce Bochy and nobody in the Padres would would listen to him to, uh, to at least chat like, with him. Because at that point, Fowler was no longer in position of power. Mm -hmm. And he says, quote, I can only make a recommendation to the Padres as I no longer had a management role. And I did strongly recommend to AJ and Peter in separate calls at the interview, Boch. Uh, Don't believe they ever contacted him. Yep. Yeah, so I kind of feel like Bochi kind of taking his shot back at the Padres for not even, I mean, hey guys, I mean, I was I was a player here, I was a manager here, I I, I won division titles here, I've won three championships elsewhere in the division. Uh, maybe I live in Poway. Maybe you guys want yeah. might want to give me a call and just let's talk about it. I mean, let's at least have a conversation around it. <laughs> Come on, man. Why are we doing this to these? Ain't they suffered enough? Why are we doing man? this to these folks? Ain't man? they suffered enough, man? Who suffered? Who suffered? What are you talking about? 82 Who and 80. Suffered? Dude, they had a winning season. It was awesome. I just They're want y'all. I'm sorry. Did we not go to the playoffs two of the last four seasons? Did I mean, we not come have on, back man. to back winning records. I mean, dude. What are we the, suffering? Um, we got rid of the suffering? We got rid of suffering. Threw a little chemo on this organization. Nope. Got rid of him. Y'all are so funny to me. I just be letting y'all. The, the the shade they this this segment should be called the shade room okay because the amount of shade that's being thrown on low key right now it's kind of i just let y'all who, who are we throwing thing, shade man. at who we th Come i'm on, curious man. who are we throwing shade at i mean the padres man what y'all this whole Why? bruce bochy the parade y'all throwing for bruce bochy bro no texas threw a parade for them because they won the world series here we go. See, dude, I, I, listen. See? I see. I see what y'all doing. I met y'all before. Hey, look, and I met you before. You, I, I've said it to you a thousand times. These are the scars of someone who does not believe in this organization because they've seen it so many times. I'm telling you right now. My prediction is this: as long as AJ Preller is controlling that organization, this team will never, ever, ever achieve what it wants to achieve. I also never. want to say something to clarify for John Browner. Bruce Bochy would not have won a World Series here either. Yeah, that's probably Thank true. You. That's probably Thank true. You. Yeah, because he might, but he might not have been able to reach this you. team either. But Pro dot totally dot, true. But yeah. dot dot dot. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't do that. Ellipses. 
because of what Scott said, not because of what Brute <sighs> wouldn't be able to do. I listen, man. You come to reality. You come to reality, and then you go right back in the in on Earth Two with that madness. Hey, listen, well, it's man. reality, man. Listen, they made the playoffs two times in the last four years. They're going on manager number three in the last four years, and you know that's just the way we operate here. Success on the field doesn't matter. Listen, listen don't man. matter. Here, listen, don't I know, matter. I know. You're, you're trying to you're trying to do the thing where we're out of time. Let me ask you a question. <laughs> How many how many women did you date before you found your wife? How many women did I date? Only like, Mars, the only one, dude. Yeah, one it. for one, hundred hitting a hundred. This guy can't be. The guy can't even be honest with y'all. He can't be honest with y'all. I'm telling you, me, me, lots. Right. So, so lots. you just keep you just keep firing yeah. managers until you find the right one. Until you got you got to get the right one. Mm-hmm. I would say you start, you fire Jeff. Well, maybe, you know what, you dude? For relationships, you're the AJ Preller here, dude. You're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> he got you there, dog. All right, hold on a second. We're in the Seven Mile Casino Studios, SevenMileCasino.com. Hey, I'm going into football next. Is Aaron Rodgers really coming back this year? Let's get to that. Hey, great friends. What's happening? It's Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. We are in the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. Uh, coming up this segment, we will have our Tory Holistics highlight of the day, man. But before we get there, guys, um, it seems to be coming a, uh, seems to be now all of a sudden a, a popular conversation that's happening. Mm-hmm. Is it possible that Aaron Rodgers could come back this year? And it, it's it's only becoming like a popular conversation, like I said, because I'm watching the Pat McAfee show now on ESPN. When I, um, when Pat McAfee was not on ESPN, when he was on, um, I think it was FanDuel TV or, or YouTube exclusively. I got to be honest. I didn't have a lot of exposure to Pat's show. Now that it's on ESPN, I'm kind of seeing pieces of it every day. And I will just say this. I like what I see. Um, I don't know it real, real well yet, but like, Today, I saw an interview with J.J. Watt, and it's nice that it's not like so rushed in five minutes and get them on and get them off. Um, I like the video component to it all. I love the cursing, even on ESPN. I like the um, I like the the nature of the conversation. Pat is well-respected enough in as a former player. He's well-liked. And um, I, just all in all, I, from what I'm seeing, I like it. So now, because Pat McAfee has... Uh, Aaron Rodgers on every week. He makes news. By the way, this was news a few weeks ago that that Aaron Rodgers gets paid handsomely to be a weekly guest on Pat McAfee. This isn't like, hey man, I know we've been tight for a long time. This would be really good. Get your word out there. You use us, you know, to get your word out. And for us, it's great because you help us build audience. No man, it's like I'm going to pay you over a million dollars a year to be committed to a weekly guest appearance. So I like that. I like that 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 information is out there. But as far as Rodgers goes. You see him in the pregame. You see him standing during the game. You, you know, it's loves like that eight, attention. Eight weeks ago, yeah, he was had a torn Achilles, and now, you know, he's throwing balls in the pregame. Is he is he coming back this year? I don't believe he will. I don't believe the Jets will be in a position to inspire him to want to come back. Browner, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin Fields been out for three weeks. He's not playing on Thursday officially. Um, what is the cameras doing when Justin Fields is on the field for pregame? Is Justin Fields you know, running around, ra- or running around, throwing balls. Is he, you know, 
Is he is he looking for cameras on a primetime game to be like, hey, look at me. I'm out here. You know, my thumb, it's broken, but I'm still out here chucking footballs. Like, I want you guys to talk about me. Every game he's been out, the only thing they've shown him doing is standing on the sideline. No, they showed him once. They showed him once sitting next to Bajent going over the tablets with him. One yeah, time Bajan was teaching Bajan was teaching him what to do. Clearly, clearly. that's right. Right. That's what, that's what the Bears want him to do. Mm-hmm. You, like want Cousins, you want to know why? Is he gonna, I wonder, is Kirk Cousins going to show up to Vikings games in two weeks when he's off the cast and be like, hey, look at me. I'm coming back this year. Um, Maybe, but I'll tell you why they don't show Justin God. Fields, because he's not a star. Stop it. What are you? He's not. Come on. Justin Fields. Well, he's not. not in the Come level on. of Aaron Rodgers, he's Come not. On. But but Come my on, point dude. being well, no, at that, that at that level, at that level, no. My point being is that this whole thing is for show so Aaron Rodgers can be relevant. So this Aaron Rodgers loves the attention. That's all as much it as is. He says, as much as he is. says he hates the media and the media always twists his words and, and he doesn't get a fair shake and this and that. Dude, I've had 20 years of experience with this guy. He loves cameras. He loves to be on TV. And he loves the sound of his voice because he's the smartest guy in the room every single time. So when he goes on the field and he throws little lobs and little ducks across 10 yards, he knows what he's doing. He knows exactly what he's doing. I love your skepticism. I love your cynicism. I completely disagree with it, but gosh, I love it. I I do you one better. Aaron Rodgers is is an attention whore. And the second he got out of Green Bay and got himself on the stage, where did he show up at? Madison Square Garden. Put himself in every position that he could now be seen on every sporting outlet or every news outlet that would cover this story. This guy is (laughs) the worst type of professional athlete. He wants all the attention on him. He did do one at all times. So so, so you would compare him to, like, I'm just going to put out Antonio Brown? Well, no, no. I would compare. Yeah, I would. (laughs) Come on. I would compare Aaron Rodgers. I would compare Aaron Rodgers to the way you just described it. I would compare him to LeBron James. I would compare him to Deion Sanders. I would compare him to people who make news for the things that they say, not just exclusively for what they do on the field or on the court. Mm-hmm. So so you would agree then that if Aaron Rodgers is the worst kind of guy because he's all about him and he's all about brand and he's all about attention and, and look at me. And proving people wrong. Okay, so that he's going like Going against James. the grain. Going like against LeBron. the grain. Yeah, right. just like LeBron. Yeah. yeah. Right. And what's my number one criticism of LeBron? It's never what he does on the court. It's how he is as a person in the media. <laughs> like it's just the, so the annoying. Saving, you could see right saving, through it, right? You could see right through it. The saving grace on why I disagree with that statement that he is nothing like LeBron. LeBron actually wins. LeBron wins. And so I don't necessarily see them on the same page. Now, if you wanted to do the thing with Deion Sanders, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers oh, yeah. doesn't win. Aaron Rodgers doesn't. I just want to be clear. So, so like prior to his last year in Green Bay, go back and look at the Packers' records and look how mm-hmm. far they went in the playoffs. That's not winning because LeBron made it to the Western Conference Finals last year. Then prior to that, didn't make the playoffs. And then prior to that, I think made didn't it to the, the play-in and didn't make it in. Mm-hmm. And then prior to that, won the championship. So, so you know, he's got one title with the Lakers. He's got four titles total. Right. But Aaron Rodgers has played in the NFC Championship game probably five times. He's got one. LeBron was in the NBA Finals eight straight years. I'm not saying that they're equals in terms of their rings or equals in terms of their greatness. I'm just saying that that you're you're saying Aaron Rodgers is not a winner. He is a winner. 
Not, he's not, not, not in comparison to LeBron career. James. He's not. No, not he's not. No. LeBron James. And he's not to Michael Jordan. And he's not to, to uh, Patrick Mahomes. And he's not to uh, uh, Peyton Manning. Those guys, guys have more fight. championships. You guys always fight about the most minute details. <laughs> you, guys always, you guys always pick each other apart with these well, little because, things. Because it it's just always takes like, places. for me, here's the thing. I like Aaron Rodgers. You two I guys don't. don't. You, I not, hate him. Right, you guys don't like him. I hate him. I think he he's a liar, and I think he's phony. And this I, is all. I don't, this I don't, is all I don't because, mix my words. No, and this is all because of his, um, because of his press conference a couple of years ago with COVID. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So, all right. And oh, you no, and you're a guy who didn't want press conferences. See, yes. we tried to school you on how important press conferences are. They're still dumb. Would have saved him a lot of trouble if he wouldn't have done one. All right. Well, I just think it's. It. I just think it's so dumb when there's athletes out there that consistently complain about the media when they are working the media in the exact same breath. The only That's way all that annoys me. It annoys me. That's it. Like it annoys me. I have no problem with Aaron Rodgers at all. I actually think he's kind of cool. Like when you watch his interviews, not about sports. It's like, whatever. Cool. Interesting dude. But this whole like media war that he tries to create is such BS because he's playing the same game. Well, he's, he's literally he, playing the same game. If he see, didn't want to be in the media, he wouldn't go to the media to have his message spread everywhere. Well, he where does is he the doing same that? Same thing all the Pat McAfee. That's it. That's one how guy. Pat McAfee well, got big. But, but wait, but dude, one guy who's paying him big money to be a contributor to his show. He's not right. he, he's not using Pat McAfee as a hey, you're my Jim Gray or you're my Ahmad Rashad or I don't think you know, so. he's not well, then what the is difference is he's for? getting paid. You don't think Ahmad Rashad ever paid Mike? Jim Gray has a podcast with Tom Brady. Come on, guy. So you think Tom Brady is paying? No, Jim I Gray? think the only reason that there's access to them is because they profit off of it. Of course, some sort Jim, of, right. Jim Gray. Right. So Jim Gray uh, brings a sponsor and has the relationship with Brady. And that's how everybody makes money there. Yeah. Right. Yes. And so, yes. and so McAfee. Mm-hmm. Has the same relationship with yes. Aaron Rodgers. He pays him to be a contributor. If yeah. if if here's the thing, if Jim Gray didn't have Larry Fitzgerald and Tom Brady, and he didn't have those relationships, he wouldn't be able to pull this off. Did you see the story the other day that Jim Gray is being consulted by Mark Davis about the next Raiders head coach? And people are like, "Why are you asking Jim Gray for his opinion?" Because Mark Davis considers him a friend and a, a sports consultant, and he has tons of relationships with owners and coaches everywhere, even though a lot of people think Jim Gray's kind of a dork, you know? Mm-hmm. So, Including when you, <laughs> I like Jim, he's all right. Yeah. Um, but when you say that um, he's using McAfee, I would argue that they're working together and collaborating. I, I think what think I think what what with the problem using is for each Aaron, other. yeah, Aaron Rodgers. When he says the media, he should there should be a distinction between the media that game that he's playing and the hardcore reporters that are standing around his locker asking him questions. Mm-hmm. There's the journalists, and then there's just the media, which is entertainment. Pat I just think it's this entertainment. Like, I just think it's this default that athletes have imprinted in their brains to blame media when it doesn't go with things that they agree and with. to be adversarial like against the Manny media. Manny Machado sat down with Kevin Acey for 30 minutes and did a verbatim interview and his brother-in-law who know who didn't read it yonder Alonzo who's also a, an athlete goes and says oh the media is stupid and the media twists his words brother 
Like it just, it's just so annoying when athletes do that's their default setting to blame media when things they say, i.e. Justin Fields earlier this year, where he had to do a second press conference to retract his words. I just think it's just the most annoying thing. That's all. How about, I'm when, personally how about saying? when Preller tries to discredit the media when, when Preller says, well, you know, that there's no truth to this. And, you know, right. uh, I'm trying to remember how he, he said something about AC where he tried to discredit him. Yeah. Cause he knew it was true. Well, here's let me play for everybody. Rogers, though, Aaron Rodgers on McAfee. Well, it started. Uh, <laughs> what do you say? He just gets upset. Why you don't want us to hear uh, Aaron Rodgers on the I show? Don't, I don't care what Aaron Rodgers is doing. If he's not playing football, it mm -hmm. doesn't matter. He's lying, telling people he's going to play this year. I saw somebody. I think uh, the former GM uh, who goes on ESPN, who like Tannenbaum. Yes, said he saw Aaron Rodgers. Throw a football. He said, Aaron Rodgers does one of the hardest footballs he's ever seen. So, therefore, the fact that he can throw 50 yards with just his upper body is no indication of what his feet can do. No, that's right. In fact, I don't know if you guys have seen this. There's uh, the Dan Lebitard show has this conspiracy theory that Rodgers actually didn't tear his Achilles and didn't have. I, I, I saw that. That's hilarious. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. funny. By the way, here's one other thing to just keep an eye out for. Watch Zach Wilson next time you see him play or watch him in the pregame, you know how when Rodgers throws the ball, he kind of like like whips his arm and he, like, he brings his hand across his body? It's very noticeable. Zach Wilson now all of a sudden has the exact same throwing motion. It's not helping. No, it's not helping. He's just adopted the motion. <laughs> so this whole thing started. This whole thing started Monday night after the game. Derwin James, and according to Aaron, he had no idea there was cameras around recording him. Of course. Uh, Derwin Derwin James asked him on the field. I've put captions because it's kind of hard to hear if you're only, but if you're watching it, put captions. Here's Derwin mm -hmm. James and Aaron Rodgers. So he says, Derwin James asked him, when you coming back, man? Aaron Rodgers says, in a few weeks. And Derwin, Derwin says, well, you ready? I saw you pregame. Mm -hmm. So then the media, the evil media, the, 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 the evil empire that is the media, Mm -hmm. and says hey Aaron Rodgers says he's coming back in a few weeks and then you put it with Zach Wilson stinks of course the Jets will put Aaron Rodgers in as soon as he's ready mm -hmm. Aaron Rodgers is like whoa 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 everybody I didn't, that's not what I said so he had to go on Pat McAfee and clarify where he is on his rehabilitation his miraculous rehabilitation so yeah it's, it's it's frustrating but I'm not healthy so it's hard to even take my mind there at this point um there's been times in the past when I had had cap injuries where I was able to play in a tiny circle, you know, in the in the pistol and in the shotgun. It limits obviously what we can do. Um, but I've been able to operate in those in those situations. If this were just a real bad calf strain, I'd definitely be out there. You know, it, it wouldn't be a question. I did it in the fourteen season for multiple weeks, um, you know, over that stretch. But uh you know, we're in the eight to twelve week window where the tendon is really healing well, and it's also uh, a little bit of a danger zone where we got to be really careful. Now, obviously, that eight to twelve weeks is is relative compared to a normal healing process compared to the way that we've attacked it. But we're still uh, we're still a little bit ways off of uh, you know. I got to I got to hit markers, and then I got to get on the practice field. Then they got to open up the window for me to come back from IR. So we there's a lot a lot that has to happen. There's no chance. There's no way. And I'm and listen, I'm a fan. I like Aaron Rodgers. Regardless of the press conference a couple of years ago lying about his uh immunization. Regardless of a liar. That. He just lied right there on camera. You what just got him right there. Tell him, Derek, oh, give me three, give me three, four weeks. 
Well, no, 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 that's not what he said. Lie. No, no, and that's not what say, he said. It's not what he said. Then, then what the caption said at the bottom? The, co- the caption said a few weeks. It doesn't mean that, hey, I'm 100% coming back. To What's a few to you? It's oh, three. Now we're gonna see what I mean by the details that but we bro, always argue about. But, but bro, <laughs> he, he didn't say he didn't say in three to four weeks, I will be in uniform and starting for the Jets. Hey, when you coming back? A few weeks. It's just a greeting. That's that's a lie, really. We're we're putting that on him. He broke a contract. He lied. Come on, man. As much you know, as Scott, you know, can why, I just why, say would, this why would he real say quick. why would he say he didn't know cameras were there? Why would he say that? I didn't hear him say that. I didn't hear him say that. Alex, I didn't he hear said him say on the that. Pat McAfee show. He yeah, I didn't, say, I didn't know I was being well because I, I didn't play that. it. I didn't play it. That's well, why. well, that's why I didn't know it. I also didn't play him uh, bashing Zach Wilson for 60 seconds before that, talking about how elite the defense has been and the offense can't get going. And that's where I was going to go with my next point. This is your boy's fault, Scott. This is your boy's fault. If Zach William, if Zach Wilson was remotely competent, we wouldn't be talking about this. Mm-hmm. But he's so awful. He's so awful. That they'd rather who is Byron? They'd rather have Aaron Rodgers get Byron Leftwich down the field by his <laughs> lineman than see Zach Wilson play football. Yeah, um, <laughs> I still am going to take Zach Wilson over Carson Wentz. You know what? I take Aaron Rodgers on one leg over Zach Wilson. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> if you had Aaron Rod, which which Achilles did he pop? The right or left one? I think it was the right one. Okay, that makes it a little more difficult. If he popped yeah. the left one and he could go left-handed on a crutch, I would prefer that over Zach Wilson. That. But behind that offensive line, listen, here, here, here's the thing. Oh, by the way, they uh, one of their linemen broke a hand in Monday night, so there's another one. <laughs> their offensive line is so bad that Aaron Rodgers would be so foolish to come back. Now, I grant you guys this. He's got a big ego, and he does like being the story mm-hmm. and perpetuating the notion that he's going to try and come back this year keeps him relevant. I'll give you guys all that. I also, by the same token, believe he's trying like hell to surprise the world and try and be in a position to make it back. But the Jets will be long gone. Their offensive line will be torn to shreds. And it would be completely, you ready for this, Browner? It would be malpractice. Ooh. Ooh. It would be malpractice. He he doesn't believe in doctors, so technically I wouldn't use that term. Well, that's why he's trying to do this, to prove (laughs) Big Pharma wrong. Yeah. Even though he plays for Johnson & Johnson. Yep. Yeah, yeah, let yeah, me rub, yeah. Let me rub some ayahuasca cream on my Achilles. Some, I'll be back. Put some put some warm honey on that Achilles. It'd be Dude, fine. You should, he should get some Mushroom Life face moisturizer. And Wait, use some Achilles. You got to ask Brett to see if he's comfortable putting Aaron Rodgers and endorsing Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. All right, let's do this. Uh, let's get to our highlight of the day. Can yeah. we pull it Ooh. off? Speaking of hating the media. Mm-hmm. It's time for the highlight of the day, man. Do you want to get high, man? I'm just really... Hi. All right. Uh, promo code is amazing. When you spend a minimum of $75 at Tori and California Holistics and use the promo code amazing, you'll mm-hmm. get 20% off your purchase in store, online, for delivery, any way you want it. Promo code amazing. Nice. Uh, this didn't happen yesterday, obviously, because there was no NBA games. This happened on Monday night. Uh, reigning MVP, reigning NBA Finals champion. Mm-hmm. And Serbian national, Serbian national, I believe, horse racing, coming? horse racing owner, mm-hmm. uh, a buggy driver, however you want to describe him, Nikola Jokic hates the media, hates it. He hates this, these obligations that he has to do. He doesn't blame the media for anything. He just hates talking to the media. Uh, so on Monday night after the Nuggets game, he went to the press conference that's mandated and decided to take matters into his own hands 
by asking himself his own damn questions. <laughs> Actually, I can just talk because I know what you're going to ask. You ready, guys? Yes, Julian was really good today. Uh, he uh, he had a really really big impact. Um, he brought us the energy that we need us, uh, that we need. He, he okay scoring. He still needs to learn. When you score a little bit, the defense is going to be. Someone else is going to be open, but that's fine. Uh, yes, we, we feel really confident with Colin playing with us on the on the on the floor. Uh, but I think he needs to be a little bit more aggressive, just because uh, for confidence for him for himself. Uh, uh, he he's uh, kind of looking to play for others, which, which is a good thing. Uh, but uh, I think it's going to help us too if he's a little bit more aggressive. Uh, uh, in the future, whatever. Uh, yeah, third quarter was really amazing for us. And he went uh, off for like two minutes and 47 seconds asking himself, or just saying yes. Like, mm-hmm. yes, I do think we had a great third quarter. Yes, I do think that we need to improve on this. Yes, I do think. So, hey, that's one way to approach the media, Aaron. Just ask yourself questions. Now, I, now, now Browner, how do you feel about that? I thought that was hilarious. I also thought that was the reason why we don't need press conferences because these questions are just asinine and repetitive. He's over it. He is over it. But without the asinine and repetitive questions, you don't get gold as you do. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, by the way, Denver plays Golden State, Browner. We should maybe look at some some prize picks for that one. Um, Use our promo code AMAZING when you go to Tory Holistics and California Holistics and you spend $75 or more, you'll save uh, 20%. And here's the thing. If you would rather have it delivered to your house, you can. That's cool. They'll do that. All you do is when you check out on toryholistics.com, you put in the promo code AMAZING and you save that 20%. Yeah. Good night of basketball coming up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Good night. yeah. I got to look. Look at what Jokic's uh, number is for tonight. It's oh, like by 30. the way, th- there was no games yesterday because yesterday was uh, nas- it was voting day. Yeah. I didn't put two and two together. Me neither. Uh, I had a lot of people that I knew and I, they were like, yeah, I'm off today. I'm like, from what? I'm like, well, I'm off from work. I'm like, oh, is it your birthday or something? They're like, no, it's like national voting day. So our company gives our company the day off. I'm like, oh, I didn't know it was, I didn't I know also, there was anything going on. I got jury duty in December. You got to oh. get out of that, Jack. All right, mm-hmm. stick around. Uh, for those of you listening on radio, lots more to come. For everybody else on podcast, let's get on set. All right, time to get uncensored all up in this mofo. Um, I don't know if you guys can tell or not just by looking at your screens and by us communicating through the audio and the video. Can anybody tell that I'm attempting, trying to yes. do Movember? I'm trying. I noticed it more uh, when I was editing the clips yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, right now I have you on the laptop screen. When mm-hmm. I edit videos, I put it on my big screen. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot Scott's growing the goatee. Trying. I could see it Why? now more clear. Why? Um, I've never really, really done Movember, which is like, you know, guys grow mustaches to bring attention to like men's health issues. But I'm just for the goof of it all trying to do that. Probably mm-hmm. because in February, I, this is how far out I've had to book this. I'm getting my second colonoscopy of my life. Oh, yes. yikes. I know. Remember last time a, they Eiffel towered me. You need a beard for that? No, 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 no. I don't need a beard for it. It's just that when you talk about men's health issues, prostate cancer and things of this nature, um, 
Movember is kind when of is the that? thing. When are you getting the colonoscopy? I missed that. Like song. after the Super Bowl. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. late late February. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when so will people come up to you and say, "Hey, man, growing the beard," and I see you go say, "Yeah, man, prostate cancer is very deadly for men of my age." Um. Yeah, it'd probably be like, "Yeah, it's Movember, and I'm giving it a shot." You know There's nothing I with bringing you. attention to big, you know, in, you know, diseases or illnesses or causes. Nothing wrong with that. Ken Rosenthal wears a bow tie to bring, you know, attention to ALS. Don't talk about no Ken. Like don't talk about no Ken Rosenthal in here. People were so mad at you that day too. People were so no like, people <laughs> were just like, how the people were like, how uninformed is that guy? He doesn't know who Ken Rosenthal is. People were like killing you on on comments everywhere, dude. Listen, I almost well, it was like almost, that day. You know, oh, you, know what, you know what another day was? You know what another day was where they top. killed him because he didn't know who somebody was. Was um oh gosh uh, the former former Padres first uh, third base coach Tim oh god Flannery Tim Flannery. you don't even know who he is either well, I couldn't get to his name I couldn't get his last name out um they were so pissed that day they were like wait so when Flannery has a comment and you discredit it because you don't know who he is but everybody else does that's basically Listen, what they're saying with Rosenthal too <laughs> yeah y'all y'all ready for this y'all ready for this no no don't say probably it. not. You sure? All right, because yeah, I will. Don't I'll say it. I'll say it. You sure? Yeah, you don't have to. Do I, I, uh, I won't. Because I will. Si- I will. Si- when's NBA on TNT on, on the air? I won't when's say NBA shit. On- Browner, when's NBA on TNT on the air? The days or the times? The days. Tuesday? Uh, Tuesday and Thursday. I'm not watching basketball yet, but I love that show. And it's a great show. I don't know why this is, but I just was watching it because soccer is about to kick off. CBS Sports has mm-hmm. basically taken that formula mm-hmm. and done it for their sports, for their pregame Champions League show. Mm-hmm. And they've nailed it. Like, who are the I guys? You guys don't know who they I don't. I doubt you guys have heard the names, but they have this, this, this female host named Kate Abdo. And she's mm-hmm. fucking great at like talking shit to them. And they have Tierra Henry, who's an incredible Soccer. I know him. The, Henry, the black guy from France. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, I know him. Uh, they have uh, Jamie Carragher. That's how we both know him bro. for a long time. And they have Micah Richards, another black guy. That's our And brother. I'm telling you, dude, the three of Shut them up. together is the equivalent of Shaq, Kenny, and Chuck. It is so fucking good. I wish you guys watched soccer because where I would, would I watch this? CBS Sports. Where, CBS yeah. Sports. Well, it's already kick games already started. Oh, that sucks. Good. Yeah, but dude. I, I was thinking about it last night because I saw him on TikTok and I was like, I wish you two watch soccer because mm-hmm. I would play as much as we play NBA on TNT clips because they're so good. Yeah, All they right. do is talk shit to each other. They stole the formula and it works. It's what universal. It? What game am I watching here? FC Internazionale Milano. Internazionale Milano. What the fuck? Listen, for people who can steal that Inter. formula, whoever is in charge of that network and you copied that formula and it worked, mm-hmm. Good on you, because ESPN yeah, right has been on. trying to copy mm-hmm. that shit for years, and they they, they are Never miles worked. away. Right? Yeah, I know. It's so funny because, like, I'll watch them like break down soccer. I'm like, I don't care. The same way I don't care about Kenny going to the board and breaking down anything. Like, I don't care. But when they start it's talking, the humor shit, in like, it. Hey, Chuck, who he play for? You know, like, hey, dude, Chuck, it is. Chuck, yeah, who like, play for? like Michael Richards, like this, like kind of buff, like black guy, a little thick dude, and he's always wearing like the tightest fucking suits. And they just give him shit. You're like, because he ripped his pants the other day. We're doing something. He ripped his pants on air. Like, dude, it's fucking great. Dude, I was about to buy a new suit from some company I see on Instagram. 
and they swear oh. that it's like the like stretchy. It doesn't need to be pressed. It, it you could pour water on it. It just flies right off. And I'm, I'm like, already oh, out. I'm already what? out. No. So I'm like, I'm like, you know what? I much. love these. No, no, hold on. I love these pants. I love these pants that are like, like Lululemon or, mm -hmm. or Viore where they look like pants. They look like nice dress pants, but they're right. super comfy and they're like workout material almost. Right. And nobody yeah. knows mm -hmm. the difference. So these suits look the same way and they, they react the same way. You can pull them. You can, you, you can throw them in a suitcase. You put them, you hang them up. They don't even need to be pressed or iron. So I'm like, I'm, I'm going to buy one of these suits off Instagram. How much? About 600 bucks. For one, for one, mm -hmm. six hundred, no, and I'm like, man. okay. So if so if you were, if you were to go to a place like Men's Warehouse, and you were gonna buy, you could buy two suits for six hundred bucks, but they're old school. I don't know if it's made of polyester. Who the hell knows? But it's an old school right. suit. This looks like a workout piece of gear, and so I'm like, should I just suck it up and do it? Six hundred bucks, a lot of What's money. I don't brand? wear suits that often. What's I think it's brand? called. Uh, one brand is called I think. S-E-N-E, -E, and the other one is called, I think, Twillery. I don't know. I mean, I just see them on I've Instagram. heard of Twillery before. I bought my wedding of suit off of, like, a podcast ad. Uh, oh, yeah? uh, it's a, they have a storefront at UTC, and I bought, and it's like, the whole thing is, like, come in, and we will, like, give you a fully fitted, like, custom suit mm -hmm. to your making. Like, you pick the material. You pick yeah. the collar. You pick the buttons. Mm -hmm. You pick the inside. Okay. So, I saw, I, it's an, a podcast ad got me. How much? You buy for the suit. My wedding suit was six hundred bucks. Like, and then oh. I added a vest, so it was like, that was like seven fifty, something like that. Damn. Okay. But literally, so nice I go suit. into the store. This mm -hmm. chick like measured everything, and I picked everything. Literally, like the lapel, the inside, the stitching, the whatever. Like, and this is in UTC. At UTC, yeah. I would do this though, a custom, like a custom made. That's pretty suit. cool. Yeah, that yeah. is cool. One hundred percent custom. Like you go into the store, and yeah, there's suits on the wall, but you can't be like. Oh, that's I want the the Jerry or whatever, you know. Like it's like no, you go in there and you literally touch the material. Mm -hmm. You pick the, the everything, everything. How many buns you want here? How many buns you want here? Like yeah. it's on wild, this dude. on this website, you know, you put in your waist and your length, and you know, you kind of tell them all your measurements, and then they create the custom suit for you. See, mm -hmm. I don't trust a website to do that because a suit, the yeah. fit of a suit is very personal, mm -hmm. and I, think I had to it go in to be three times, on you. and yeah. I measured in person. Dude, I got to tell you guys, I've it seen still pictures, didn't fit that great. I've seen pictures of myself in the last, call it five years, in a suit. You did lose a lot of weight. Um, you did, Alex, but I've gained a lot of weight. So, so like, I'll look at pictures of suits and I'll be like, oh my God, I'd love that suit. Too bad I can't button the button on the pants or the jacket, you fat fuck. <laughs> <laughs> we were thinking about doing, uh, we weren't going to do it, but we brought it up doing a, what we look like in our wedding and if we put that shit on now like it would oh, just dude. be like betting sheets on us that's now. hilarious oh my yeah oh my God. all right listen we're out of here we gotta go we got i'm such a <laughs> you killed browners you killed browners i am so fucking fat it's unbelievable i have a friend dude. of mine i have dude. a friend of mine oh my god what? sorry sorry one I of my clothes talk and it reminded yeah. me of you so bad dude <laughs> what happened a, a dude from la was in new york and he ordered a bagel scooped and they custom out of the out of the deli. Like, get the fuck out of here. I'm not gonna scoop your fucking bagel. Hey, you <laughs> little fucking California so bitch. Yeah. Right. Right. Dude, I saw this. Um, I saw this thing on it. I think it must have been Instagram the other day. Um, the, the, the sandwich shop in New York, right? And yeah. these guys, I've never seen this before. They take the meat, like imagine like Jersey Mike's, they cut the meat, right? They take the meat, they sit it there. And then they take like lettuce, tomato, onion, like some mayo, oh, muscle, whatever, salad, and they chop, chop it up. 
They chop yeah. it up, right? And then they and then they make it and then they put the bread over it and it's like this mm-hmm. per, it's like a it's like a wrap but mm-hmm. on bread and yeah. it's it's like a chop dude, I don't know it's man, a, that looks it's fire a, AF. I think it's like a chopped Italian. You can get it at at JM. No way, they'll chop your sandwich at That's Jersey Mike's. Mhm. No chance. Bro, I'm telling you, where do you think it originated going viral? Secret menu, because, fam. Because it was in it, the New York. They did it. Oh, by the way, already one shot on my price picks. Uh, they fucking, it went viral. <laughs> I love betting on soccer, dude. I, you with basketball, me and soccer. Um, it went viral in New York. I know exactly what you're talking about. But people figured out that Jersey Mike's, because they try to be very authentic to the East Coast sandwich. Yeah. It went viral because now everybody can order. You don't have to be in New York. Just go to Jersey so wait, Mike's and order. So, so Jersey Mike's will do a chopped sandwich. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm going today. Yeah. All yeah. Right. All if right, you will... show them like the TikTok, or if you know what kind of sandwich, and you're like, "Hey, have you seen it?" Like, it's easier to show them, right? Yeah. In case they don't know. Yeah. And they'll do it, dude. No, they'll no, but it. they, but they, if they don't have the skills to do it, man, get a diet coke with it, McFellow. Yeah. All right, I gotta go. I had, J- uh, I had JM yesterday. It was delightful. Oh man, I uh, I I yesterday tried to do something I don't Big normally commute. do. I can't stand eating late at night, and that's why I'm gaining so much weight. It's because I don't get off the air till seven, and then I I fucking don't eat till eight eight thirty. Last night I I ate during the show, like five o'clock. I was eating chicken, you know. Yeah, seriously, chicken. Yeah, it's like, like a roasted chicken, like a rotisserie ass motherfucking <laughs> chicken. God, the show is over. You're right, killing, bro. Get out of here. The show is over. Dude. <laughs>